Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Ephesians 3, 20 through 21 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. There's another version of that passage that says he can do immeasurably more. And that is what I'm going to be speaking on today is the immeasurably more, the abundantly more than we ever asked or imagined that we have received through homeschooling with our family. And I have a guest with me today who I'm excited to bring to you. Her name is Jessie Slater, and she has been married for 16 years. She has four boys who are 12, 10, eight and six, who she loves just doing life with. I have watched um, through her Instagram, which I will share down in the show notes below as well. It is at Jesse, J-E-S-S-I dot Slater, where I watch her just enjoying her life with her boys, how they learn together, how they grow together, how they live, how they serve. And we were even talking a little bit ago how she serves alongside them at church and doing life that way. It's a really beautiful thing. And seeing how she began homeschooling, even though she came from a public school background and was not someone who came from a homeschool background like I did and has been so blessed by the gifts that homeschooling has brought to her family that she didn't even know would be there when she began this as a step of obedience. So blessed that she really uses her Instagram space to be an encouragement to moms and to help provide resources for those who are interested and willing to step into homeschooling, even though they may have not seen that on their horizon. So Jesse, thank you so much for joining us today. This is going to be a lot of fun. Of course. Thank you so much for having me, Krista. This is exciting um, to share about something that I'm so passionate about and something I love um, to talk about. Well, this is going to be great. So Let's just start off by you sharing your story of what led you to homeschooling. So like you shared, I um, went to public school. I was raised by a single mom. Um, Homeschooling for us wasn't an option, um, nor was it really something we were familiar with. I kind of grew up in that era where homeschooling, I kind of believed a lot of those stereotypes of homeschooling that maybe, you know, homeschoolers are antisocial or weird. You know, I just kind of grew up with that mindset because I didn't really know any homeschoolers. So that was never on my radar. Um, It wasn't until I got married and my husband and I started serving at our church in 2007, we started serving in our high school ministry. Um, And high school is a very awkward time for a lot of kids. (laughs) And um, I know it was for us personally. And um, we would, every week we would notice certain kids. They would just really stand out to us. And my husband didn't come from a Christian background or homeschooling background or anything like that. So for us, that was not even something we were ever considering. Um, But anyways, we started to get to know some of these kids and we started seeing some drastic differences amongst Mm. some of the kids. Um, The kids that would stand out to us were just very friendly. They were very social. They were very, um, 
they were able to talk to adults, which is amazing. Um, not a lot of high schoolers, I feel like, can have adult conversations. Um, these kids were leaders amongst their peers, and they just really stood out to us. And more importantly, they loved the Lord. They had a solid mm-hmm. relationship with the Lord. And both my husband and I, we would look at these kids and we would, you know, getting to know them we, over the years, we would find out they were homeschooled. A lot of the mm-hmm. kids that stood out to us were homeschooled kids. So anyways, long story short, we decided before we even had kids that this was the road that we wanted to go down for our own family when we had kids one day. Um, it was those kids that just really impacted us. And we said, you know what, we want to do something different than what we had. We want something more for our families. Um, and we just knew that that was the calling and conviction that we wanted for our family. So we, um, decided that early on. That's awesome. So before you even had kids, so then when you did, you were still having to kind of pioneer that yourself because you had not seen what homeschooling looked like. You were new to this front. Did you have a support like system around you or a support group or something like that, that helped you even know, like, where do I even start on this with my kids? Yes. Well, thankfully, um, we go to Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, which had an awesome foundation at the time they didn't have a homeschool ministry, but they had an awesome foundation, a lots of, um, people who were in ministry who kind of would guide and direct and encourage, um, a lot of women who have done it, you know, before me. So that was helpful to have that. Um, we got involved in a co-op group. Um, but when we started, I want, I want to share this because it's pretty important to me that Mm -hmm. when we started, our circumstances were not ideal. We were, we had four kids, five and under, and we were living with my dad at the time. So our circumstances were chaotic. Our circumstances were not like, I mean, from the outside world, we should have, <laughs> we, we should have, I should have gone to work. We should have put the kids yeah. in school. Like we weren't living in these ideal situations where we had this, you know, nice little homeschool room. Mm-hmm. Um, so to the world, we looked a little crazy. Um, my older son was starting his kindergarten year and I had a brand new baby on my hip and a couple toddlers running around. So our first year of homeschooling did not look, um, you know, like I had imagined, <laughs> Yes, but, um, but it was more of the step of obedience. We had this mm-hmm. great conviction that the Lord had put on our heart years before, and we were willing to do whatever it took. We were willing to do whatever sacrifice was needed um, because we knew it was for a season and we knew Mm -hmm. it was something that we wanted that was so important for us to do for our family. So, well, and I think so many times when God's leading us to something new, especially when it doesn't look right, when it doesn't make any sense that if the Holy spirit is leading us, then we do it regardless of the circumstances. And we can't see God's hand in it then, but we've seen God's hand in so many other things that we can look back and be like, yeah, but God was faithful at that time. God was faithful through that birth when this Mm -hmm. happened, or God was faithful through my husband's job that one time when, you know, when this, this, and this, or God has been faithful financially to get us through this time and this time and this time that we lean on those other times that God has shown up as the fuel to get us through this new unknown. And I would say that right now, if we look crazy 
to the world, <laughs> then you're probably doing it right. <laughs> yes, I, I 100% agree. And now looking, you know, being nine years into this homeschool journey, even just thinking back on where we began, you know, we, we started with such humble beginnings. And I love that. I love that about our story because mm-hmm. we didn't have optimal, um, an optimal situation. We didn't have the everything figured out before we started homeschooling. It was a mess and we just did it. You know, we did it out of obedience. We did it out of um, knowing that this is where the Lord wanted mm-hmm. our family. And every year I pray and every year I ask the Lord, okay, Lord, are we still doing the right thing? Are we still walking down the right path? And every year... <laughs> He tells, you know, he just reminds me, yes, you're still doing this. We're still, Mm -hmm. and now my older son's going into junior high and just the last couple of months, we've been really praying like, Lord, you know, cause I honestly never thought I would be doing it this long. I thought, oh, junior high, high school, we'll put them in school. And the more I do it, the more I'm just like, no, this is where God has us. This is where Mm -hmm. we're meant to be. And this, again, like I, I keep saying this, but it's a, it's a sacrifice for a season and it's time that we'll never get back. So that's kind of, those are the things that keep coming back mm-hmm. to me yeah. as we go through this journey. Well, I, I've encouraged moms many times too, that this is a, we take things a year at a time. You don't mm-hmm. start, I mean, most of the time, unless you're listening and you have a senior, you know, in high school or a junior in high school, and you're thinking next year, you may pull them out, which you wouldn't be the first person to pull out your junior in high school. I would encourage you in that. But most people, are listening, thinking about with their, you know, maybe probably with their younger children. And it's a year at a time. You know, I remember when my mom started, my story is that I started homeschooling when I was in third grade and was home, was pulled out, literally thinking that they were going to homeschool us for two years. That's it. Uh, I was in third grade. My brother would have been in kinder and they'll do both of us for two years. And then we were going to be moving hope hopefully to a better school district where we were, we couldn't afford the private schools where we were. Um, and weather too, it was a combination. The ones that were near us were crazy expensive. And then we were on the East coast where there were a lot of weather issues. So the ones that were further, we couldn't drive to because it was just too far in the snow. Like you literally can't do that. Um, so it was kind of like a final resort saying, well, we have to do something. So I guess we're going to try homeschooling. We can't ruin her in a year was literally the way my parents started. And surprisingly, not only did they not ruin us in a year, but they realized, oh my goodness, we actually love this. And so they continued homeschooling us all the way through. I'm the oldest of four. So the other siblings of mine never went to school and we homeschooled all the way up. And I could tell you, I mean, I will tell you just because I think that some people get caught up on the academics. So I will tell you if that's you, we all went to college. We all got master's degrees and have been able to be employed well early, even young. Um, I was 20 when I started my first teaching job in an actual classroom. And when I think back on that, I'm like, oh man, I was such a baby, but I loved it. And it was such a unique experience. And more importantly, though, the important thing is that all of us know and love and serve the Lord. And are raising our children to know and love and serve the Lord. And there's that passage in third John one, four that says, I have no greater joy than to know that my children are, or to hear that my children are walking in truth and we are walking in truth. And when I think about what I want for my children, 
I want for the five of them to grow, to be walking in truth. That is my goal. So yes, I knew I was going to homeschool always because I loved it. And I loved it for so many reasons that we'll talk about more as we continue on about some of these unexpected blessings that homeschooling has brought because my family experienced it. I experienced those unexpected blessings as the child of an, of a first generation homeschool family. And now Part of my resolve to homeschooling is because I expect and I have seen those blessings. I have them as blessings of expectancy that I've seen God's faithfulness in in my life that I want to provide for my children as well. So so let's talk about those. Let's talk about some of these unexpected blessings that we've found in homeschooling. And I think I'm going to start with one that I think is one of the most important that I would never want to hurry through is the blessing of relationships. So I'll let you kind of start off on that one. What are some of the unexpected relationship blessings you've seen? Um, Well, with my kids, um, just having, just being with them (laughs) every day and being able to pour into them, being able to sit each morning and do devotions together and talk about scripture together. Um, things aren't hurried or rushed. Um, we can really truly spend time together and they can ask questions. Um, I love that. And mm-hmm. I love that my kids come to me and, and, and know that I will truthfully give them an answer. And if I don't know, a lot of the times I'll let's find out together, you know? So I feel like just having those conversations and having the time together, um, has built our relationship. And I had shared with you earlier, but, um, I have just this last year, I started serving in the fifth, sixth grade, um, class with my kids. And I was a little hesitant at first. I thought, Oh, my kids are always with me. They're not going to want to be with me again in the evenings when they have their time with their friends. And I, I had asked them, I said, you guys, okay with me serving in your, um, in your classroom. And they were like, yes, we would love it. And so it's just, it's, it's reaffirming to me the excitement that they have um, with me just being involved in their lives. They're, they're, they're not wanting mm-hmm. to, Oh, get away from mom. I'm with her all the time. There's, there's none of that. There really is a true um, relationship um, that's being fostered and grown um, with all my kids. Um, it's different with with each one and different ages and stuff, but um, mm-hmm. I think that's definitely one of the unexpected blessings is just having that close relationship um, with my children. Absolutely. Um, I last weekend was going to go pick up pizza for us, and my husband. It was just going to be me and the baby, and my husband said, "Hey, uh, called our oldest over, Hey Lincoln. He's twelve. Yeah. So he's in seventh grade. I want you to go with mom so that she's not by herself going to get the pizza. And he said, and his response honestly made me turn around because my eyes were so welled up. And I thought he needs to not see me like seriously emoting or else he's going to like lose the openness factor here. So yeah. sometimes I have to like keep that separate for a minute so that my emotions don't get in the middle of things. Cause his response was awesome. That'll give us time to talk. Oh, I love oh, that. Man. <laughs> like, if that wasn't God's gift to me to be yeah. like your 12 year old wants time to just talk with you. Yeah. And 
such a blessing. And like you said, our kids are different. They need different things. I have one who needs touch so badly. She'll even say like, mom, I'm so, this is my sweet six-year-old mom. I'm so sorry. It's almost the end of the day. And we've barely even hugged. And so like stopping in the morning to really hug her. And she's the one that will come while we're doing our morning time. Cause we do morning at the table, our morning devotion time. And she'll be the one to come over and say, can I sit in your lap? Aww. And, and she'll sit in my lap while we do it every day yes. that I'll let her. And I have one who physical touch is not her thing. If she could have some more space, that would really be great. <laughs> but if we can sit down with a treat and a movie and have a little bit of time together, then yeah. it's like, it just opens up that warmth of her heart yes. to, to meet you. But thinking about relationships, you know, when you think about a friend, when you're building a friendship with somebody, you have to take time with them that I mm-hmm. would never say like, Hey, Jesse, let's be really good friends. And we'll text once a month and make sure that we have like a good solid once a month check-in and expect that we're going to build a deep relationship. That's yeah. just not reasonable. And same with our husbands. You think about when we, when you were dating, you wouldn't have just been able to say like, Hey, I'll catch you when I catch you yeah. and really be in relationship. And it's a unique thing, how deep the relationships are formed when you, when you have that space of homeschooling. And I will say, you know, if your kids are in school, I have watched some families who have their kids in school be ultra intentional. I think about a family that I knew growing up who was so intentional about their time out of school. There was very little extra that they did because Mm -hmm. when their kids were not in school, they did family and they did family very intentionally. But I feel like it's the time is so present in our life because of our time homeschooling together that I can be intentional about it throughout our days. And just as we're doing life together, like that Deuteronomy six passage talks about, um, talk about these things. When you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up, we're doing all those things together all the time. So it does allow for different relationship time. So, yes. So yes, relationships for sure. Let's talk about time that homeschooling takes time. But it actually also gives you a lot of time. Have you yes. found that as well? Yes, a hundred. That actually, I think time is probably my most cherished um, gift that mm-hmm. I have received from homeschooling. Um, time in the fact that it's time that I'll never get back with my children, mm-hmm. and so I think that's something I always try and focus on is that um, this time is fleeting and it won't mm-hmm. be here forever, and I want to almost even just selfishly, like have every moment I can with my children, um, mm-hmm. the ups and the downs, like all of it. I just want to be there for all of their growing experiences, their hard moments. I just want to be there for all of it. But, um, yeah, even the time just throughout the day and being able to, to slow down, I've had to learn mm-hmm. this because this is, I, I'm a, I'm a worker. I'm a busy bee. I like to get things done. I like to check, check them off, off the list. list. Yeah. And so I have a tendency to just let's go, let's go and get things done. And, and I've had to, and this is part of the sanctification process, right? That the Lord does in us as we homeschool our children. And the Lord has just really showed me more so this last year, as I'm seeing my kids grow up before my eyes, um, to slow down to not rush through our days, to spend an extra 
30 minutes or an hour snuggling on the couch, doing our devotion time. To me, that's the most precious time that we have is each morning um, before we start our day. Um, And then even, you know, if things start getting busy and things start getting chaotic or, you know, tears are happening, I I always like when tears start happening and frustration starts getting high, that's when we stop. We stop, Mm -hmm. we go grab lunch, we go to the park, we go for a walk. Um, But because we have the time to do that, um, it allows us that flexibility. It allows us to change things up when needed. Um, And Mm -hmm. I just, I love that. I love the freedom that we have and the time that we have together. Yeah. And if this idea of these mornings, morning devotion time, the the extended morning time together is new to someone, I will link a conversation in the show notes that I did an episode with Cindy Rollins a while ago about morning time specifically. And she has a great book. That's an excellent resource for a starting point for that. And I also have some other good links in those show notes too. So I will link that for you because I do agree with you that the time, the time is a very unique thing. And we had I'm also on a list maker and it feels great to check the things off, you know, Um, (laughs) and it actually makes you feel like you did something. I did something today, Uh, but I had a day the other day that there were just so many feelings like, I don't know what was in the air, but I did not wake up thinking we're going to be working through emotions today and emotion training and all of that. But that's what the day held. And there were a lot of things we didn't get to. But at the end of the day, as I thought back, I thought, man, I almost wish I could have, I almost wish I had known so that I could have had my list say, like, tend to her heart, Mm -hmm. help address this anger, help address this sadness, pause to address this fear. And when I go back to remembering that I am raising adults to know and love and serve the Lord, that to have a heart that is tended to is of primary importance. Yes. And when I think about Christ as being the ultimate teacher and think of how did he disciple that he met, he met people's needs first. He yeah. didn't go in first with the teaching. He went in first. I mean, unless the teaching was to meet their needs, right? But yeah. he met, he met the needs where they were. So when we do that, we're modeling after Christ as the best teacher, right? Yeah. Sometimes I feel like those are our best days. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's just funny how like the day will get completely turned upside down. I have a plan of, oh my gosh, we got to get things done and, and kids will be fighting or something will happen. And it's just like the Lord in those moments just reminds me to stop. And Mm -hmm. then that dealing with that and dealing with the emotions, dealing with the anger or the problem or the situation that's going on, that's more important. Mm -hmm. Focusing on their character and focusing on that. That, Those are, those are long-term things. Those are king kingdom things. Those are, you know, bigger picture things. And I'm reminded all the time that the academics, yes, those are important, but they're not the most important thing. So, um, yeah, we have the time to, to stop and and work on character. (laughs) Yes. And and give space for that. And also for extras for, we do have the time that we are able to do extra things. Like, I don't know if my kids were all in school, having as many children as I do, I know as part of it, but I only have three homeschooling right now. I mean, it's funny because the others just learn the things like one, my sweet three-year-old is trying to write mom and dad and you know, the baby's trying to eat crayons. So that's its own thing. (laughs) But but it allows us time for different extras too. So like my children are in music lessons. So we have certain, yes. we have a few that are in piano lessons together and we have one who's learning guitar and we have 
and um, we're doing martial arts right now. And we will do, we do musicals. If you followed my Instagram, you followed with some of these musicals that we've done together again, yes. as a family uniquely. Um, and it allows for unique vacations that my husband is in law enforcement. So he has a weird schedule and we're able when he has his two week vacation to say, okay, this is when we're going to go to big bear as a family. And if they were in school, we couldn't just you know, grab that time whenever we wanted. Um, it allows us times to be able to just say, Hey, we're taking a day to go to Disneyland. And we have our Bible time in the car on the way there or listen to a book on tape and we talk and we are in relationship and there's different heart work that happens when you're waiting in 30 minute lines together Mm -hmm. that takes time, but we get to have it there. Um, and it allows us time in nature too. We really prioritize time and creation. And I love that when you said, when things get hard, then we go outside or yes. we go and go to a park or go to a picnic and we're the same, same way. And man alive, the things that are learned through our time in creation, uh, the way we grow closer to the Lord and closer, closer to each other and see God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is so precious. Yes. It's just such a gift. And it would be so hard for me. It would be so differently hard if my children were in school to find the time to get yes. to do all of those things. I don't know what Sometimes it would look like. Sometimes I feel like we have, because of our schedule, I, I know, I don't know about you, but I can tend to overbook, like we do, we do so much. So many things. <laughs> yes. We do so many things we, because yes. we have that freedom and we have mm-hmm. that time. Sometimes I look at my schedule and my, my husband always laughs and he's like, our kids do so many things because we have the flexibility and the freedom and the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, that is an area I have to be careful because I can very Me easily too. overbook ourselves. And so I have to be careful about that. So, yes, but it is so it many is good opportunities. Yeah. Yes. So I had, there were a few other topics of blessings I wanted us to talk to that I, we're not going to have time to today. So maybe we can, I'll air this on a week that we could do an Instagram live and yeah. We'll, we'll pick a day and I will, um, put in the show notes below when we're going to do that in case someone wants to jump on and join us there to be able to talk about these things. And, and I'll share those too, because some of the blessings we had some things about family and even academics. Okay. Schooling does include academics and (laughs) the spiritual gifts of homeschooling, the community of homeschooling. So we'll come to those this week on Instagram, but I do want to, before we close up. If there is someone who's hesitantly considering homeschooling, you're coming from a different place than I am. Uh, I would love for them to be able to hear from you. What words of encouragement would you give to a mom who's maybe hesitantly considering homeschooling? Um, who's hesitantly considering, um, Mm -hmm. I would say if you feel any kind of conviction or any kind of tug on your heart to go that direction, um, to step out in obedience and to step out in faith and to know that there are so many moms out there who are doing this. I mean, way more than when I was younger. I'm, the homeschool community has just grown so much. There's people, there's resources mm-hmm. that can help you. Um, and like you said earlier, you can't mess up in a year. <laughs> You're not mm-hmm. going to you know, mess up in a year. And it's definitely something to um, consider if you feel that you have that tug on your heart. Um, and especially with the way that schools are going right now. And I know that this is a totally another, you know, different topic, but (laughs) there is an educational crisis going on right now. And more and more parents are pulling their kids from school. Um, And so if you feel that, if you see things going on in the school system that you are not okay with, 
um, now's the time to step up and step in and take control of um, Mm -hmm. your children's education and what they're learning and protect Mm -hmm. them, protect them from things that you're not um, okay with. Um, And for those who are homeschooling and are, you know, finishing up their year and feeling overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. like I often do, um, I cling to this verse. It's a verse that I, I often say, I say it to my kids. It's first Corinthians 10 31. Um, it's so whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God, because, you know, homeschooling can be challenging. It can be mundane. It can feel like you're not, you know, doing anything extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And I remind, I remind myself and I remind my kids, whatever we do, we do it all to the glory of God. So right now, homeschooling, this is my ministry. This is my work. And so I want to pour into it with everything I've got with my whole heart. Yes. Um, so I think that's something just to remind um, and encourage others that, you know, this is, this is kingdom work and this is it, work that goes on far beyond um, this world into eternity. So hopefully that's encouraging. And hopefully if you're thinking of homeschooling, um, you'll reach out and link up with some moms and get some great resources because there's a lot out there. Mm-hmm. And I've done a couple of podcasts in the past about homeschooling specifically. We did one called You Can Homeschool. So if you're oh, nice. like, I couldn't homeschool, go back and listen to that. It's with a um, representative from Chia, the Christian Home Educators Association of California. Okay. And um, we also, and I, re- I have some more recommendations in that podcast that would really help you. And I will link in the show notes, my other podcasts that I've done specifically about homeschooling to kind of give you some, some extra help and, and, and direction also, because I really believe that if God is calling you goodness, I feel like I've said this so many times lately, but I just, am going to have to say it again, that if God is calling you to something, he will equip you for it. And he has called you to motherhood. Motherhood was not a surprise to God. It was his plan. I think about God's design for the family and we in America have created the American school system that we do. And you can go back and research how the public school system began, how we started to be who we are. I would challenge you to do that. If you're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but my kids need to be in school or it's going to be different. Well, we have not had schooling as it looks today in America for a really long time. So go back, read about the history of that because God will give you the grace to do what he calls you to do. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like I'm not going to be enough, or maybe you are already homeschooling and you think, whoa, I've had so many struggles this last year. It's okay. This is the time to take a deep breath and to reevaluate and say, Lord, lead us. Talk with your husband, talk with a mentor, find mm-hmm. a mentor mom who's a few steps ahead of you. And then I will close us with second Corinthians 12, 19. It says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Because that is what we want. We want this to be done by Christ's power, all of our mothering. We want to be done in Christ's power, whatever the areas of our weaknesses are, that we can use those times to lean into the Lord and then see him show up like Ephesians 3.20 talked about with this immeasurably more 
than we asked or imagined. So Jesse, thank you so much for being here. This is a lot of fun. And I know that your story and your whole message and everything is just such an encouragement. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great week, friends. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends.